0: Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us. We're so excited that you're here today. And I hope you wore your running shoes because we are going to talk about running the race.
1: Oh, yes, we are. And we want you to know that With God, you can do anything, and nothing is too hard, and we need to run the race with perseverance.
0: Years ago, when my son Kyle was in junior high, he decided at the end of one summer that he was going to start cross-country with the school year starting. And it was like a week away from the school year starting, and he had had what I would say was an inactive summer, meaning he spent a lot of time on the couch And he decided because his buddy was running cross country, he would run cross country. And so school started. He did like a week and a half of training with the team. And then it was time for the first cross country race. And we went to the park and it was our first time as cross country parents. And so we were trying to figure out what to do. And they told us it'd take about 35 minutes for everybody to run, cross the finish line, and so they took off on their race, and we headed to the finish line to start cheering the kids on that were coming. And they would come, and more kids would come, and more kids would come, and then a couple kids would come through. And the, the line was trickling of kids appearing at the finish line, and we still had not seen Kyle. And
1: <laughs> I so remember this. and we <laughs> I so remember this. And it was hilarious. <laughs> we're thinking, where did he go?
0: Yes. So anyhow, the kids are coming through, and then there's no kids coming, and people are leaving. And it was li- literally just us and the coach and a few people that were still left, and we still had not seen Kyle. And this particular course at the end of the race where the finish line was, it was like a hill, so you couldn't kind of see down on it. And, and all we're su- standing on the hill looking. Right, looking and looking. All <laughs> of a sudden, we see a golf cart coming And next to the golf cart was Kyle. Well, now come to find out, my sister-in-law tells me, golf carts at races are never a good sign. That means they're getting ready to pick you up and get you off the course because you're too slow. And so Kyle's friend had told him, you just have to be faster than the golf cart because if that cart reaches you, they're going to pick you up and your race is over. And so he finished the race, the first race of his cross-country career, but it took him a long time. And so in cross-country talk, they talk about your personal records, your PR. And Kyle's like one of the people that can brag and say he cut his PR in half because the first race took him over an hour to complete. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long race. But I say all that to say I couldn't do anything to help Kyle run his race. Kyle had to get on that course. He had to run that race. He had to finish that race. And as much as mom wanted to go in and swoop him in and rescue him, I couldn't do it. He had to run that race. And we all have a race that we are set out and running with the Lord every day through our lives.
1: Throughout every day, God wants you to be on a race and to have a goal, plans, and purposes. He doesn't want you to just take a day and just do nothing with no intention Have a strategy. Right. Have a strategy, a plan, and a purpose in your life now, especially regardless of whatever scenario you are in now personally. You have have to accept that day by day because God has not changed it, and you need to praise him and thank him and then run the race with him that he is your captain, he's your guide, and he is going to hold your hand. If you get weak, you just hold on to him and look at him. He is going to be your strength. And the
0: Bible talks about that. So much, so
1: much. In fact, I looked up a couple of scriptures, Lori, and Hebrews 12:1 is a one good example. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles And lose heart. Oh, I love that at the very end of verse three that consider him our example who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And is that where you are today? How would you describe your stand today, right now, in what you're going when you go to work, when you Go see your mother or father, your uh, uncles or family members, or your best friend. What are you speaking?
0: Right. Well, and whoever's listening to this, there's a different group of people. So you might be in the category of people that is your race right now is separation or divorce, that that's what you're walking through. Or you might be running the race of struggles in your marriage You know, you're married and there's problems in the marriage and there's strife and you're doing everything you can to keep that marriage intact. Or you might be on the race of marriage restoration. And for many, that is a um, reckoning of marriage 2.0, like we're back under the same roof. Now, what do we do moving forward? How do we interact with each other? How do we get back to where we were? And, and, and Lori,
1: we got to remember that this dear person or her husband or wife has had the Lord touch them, encourage them to give them the the plan and the purpose that we're not going to give up the, on, regardless if we're separated, regardless if we're divorced. We're going to pray for God to do a miracle of marriage restoration. Right.
0: So where wherever you're at and whatever your race is right now, it might not be a race you want to be in. It might be Like this verse in Hebrews says, um, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. That was the race Jesus was on at that time, that he was going down this path to the cross. It wouldn't have been what he probably would have chosen, but it was what he had to do. And when we get on a path that God has us on, and we're going down a journey. And for some people, that's separation or divorce. For some people, it's a trial with your finances. For some people, it's a trial with a child or prodigal child. Whatever that is, it says right in this verse, with joy set before Him. And we have to realize that you can have joy when you are in the midst of facing a hardship.
1: Positively. And we know that Jesus Christ... It's our example right. every day. And and even the disciples. But the disciples still were not, after he taught them and told them everything, he said, you still are hard-hearted. You don't understand what my assignment is. Right. And you have an assignment from right. God. And that's the n- most important thing we've got to understand is when God starts touching and wooing us to do things um, in, in every day of our life, That we've got to be learn to be um, listening to Him, uh, be obedient to do things, Um, even if it's texting um, our children and saying, hang in there, have a great day. What are you doing to help and encourage others?
0: We know through trials and struggles that we've been through in our personal lives that it's not always things we would pick, just like we were just talking about Jesus and His journey to the cross. Positively. And... Even though we're on that journey, we can trust in the Lord that He's allowed us to be there. Let me answer a question for you that we get often asked. Buckle up, because I'm going to answer this big question. Should I stand for my marriage? How do I know if I should stand for my marriage? Maybe God doesn't want me to stand anymore. However you want to phrase it, we hear it all different ways. (laughs) Oh, let me
1: add one more. How long do I have to stand? How
0: long should I do it? People ask us constantly in different ways. All the time. These questions. And right now, the race you are on is a race to get your covenant marriage restored. Amen. Because the way we know you're on that race to do that is because of what the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 7 and Mark 10 and so many other places where it talks about marriage. We didn't get married until we hit a hardship. We got married for life And we don't get an out for that. I have four kids, and I love them, but I don't get to give them back when they act ornery. They're mine forever. And you married for life. And so if right now you're in a season where your race right now is one of a marital hardship, whatever that looks like, you're called to stand for your marriage.
1: And, and pray and seek the Lord and get closer to the Lord for you to be able to go through this, because God is going to hold your right hand and hold you up and guide you and direct you. Right. And, and if you start turning to the Lord and reading the word daily, what I did today, I made a time for about 45 minutes or an hour, and I read 11 chapters of Mark. And I wanted to accomplish that. That was my goal. I wanted to get it done. And I read the word and it just gives me so much hope and encouragement that I don't look at any of the circumstances that I may have, my children or grandchildren may have, or all you have, because I realize God and the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross and he showed us nothing. It's too hard for him.
0: Right. I was just listening to somebody that was speaking about what happened in the garden when Jesus allowed the enemy to tempt Adam and Eve. And he did not prep Adam and say, hey, guess what? Just so you know, you're going to have a test coming up and this is the way you should do it. He didn't prep Adam for it. Job, when he went through his struggle, he didn't get a, a prep on what was coming. No, I don't think any of us no, do. No, None they, of us do. You have to do it we by faith. To,
1: we have to do it by faith, hope, and trusting the Lord Right in every step of what we do. And we can pray without ceasing. We can talk to him fancy prayers, or we can just say, help me. I don't know what to do. Let me read a, a couple of verses, Lori, that I looked up for um, Perseverance. Second Thessalonians, I turn to, and it starts with chapter one, verse four. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring.
0: And that's a prime example. You know, we, our tendency is to want to go through life and not have a trial, not have a persecution, not have struggles, but that's not realistic. We're going to go through hardships. Um, back 2,000 years ago, we can see this church in and, and Thessalonica that was going through the struggles as well, and Paul was writing to encourage them. Their race at that time is they were enduring hardship. Correct. And, you know, I um, it can be easy to have your finish line be the answer like be the cause be the the resolution that you're looking for so for you if you're standing for your marriage to be restored you may think the finish line is marriage restoration but it's not it's not at all jesus is the answer not marriage restoration a byproduct of getting closer to christ might be that your marriage is restored A byproduct of your spouse coming to know the Lord might be that you have a marriage that is built on Christ and it is amazing, but that's not the whole goal of this. And it can be so easy when you have one focus to think marriage restoration is the finish line and I've just got to get to that marriage restoration. Yes, you want that. Yes, we want that for you. But in the process, are you telling people more about marriage restoration, or are you telling people more about who Jesus Christ is?
1: And that's the whole purpose. There's all variety of things, but are we reacting and doing everything in love? And are we, um, even I would go to the point of saying, are we honoring and respecting and praying for our spouses, all your spouses, to be all that God wants them to be? And if we must keep our focus on what God's future plan is and not look at what their weaknesses and failures are now.
0: Right. It's definitely easy to focus on the negative in a situation or the negative in a person. But we just want to encourage you today to focus on who Christ is. And that race that you're running is not um, a race that God has taken his eye off of you. He has not... Abandon you. He Correct. is in control. He is allowing what you're facing right now. Um, and as you do that, as you go through this hardship, as you go through a trial, as you go through um the good times and the and the bad times, you know, the we all have mountaintops. We all have valleys. And chances are when you're in the valley, that's when you see more growth happening in your life. If Absolutely. we were always on the mountaintop, that's when it's really easy to think, well, I don't need Christ. I don't need his guidance. I don't need him to be the breath that I draw from. But when you're in that valley, you realize your limitations and how you need him sometimes to take the next breath because you're so overwhelmed with the hardship you're facing. But we just always want to encourage you to make Jesus the focus, not the evil that you're enduring not the hardship that you're enduring it's all about Jesus. You don't ever want somebody to just know for example marriage restoration. We love talking about marriage restoration. We can I can spot a marriage problem from 14 miles away. It just happened this week again. I My dad was very good at this. He would go to a restaurant on a Thursday night, and there would be a man sitting there with two little kids, and my dad would notice he wouldn't have a wedding ring on, and my dad would say, I bet he's got visitation tonight. And sometimes he would be able to strike up a conversation, and sure 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 enough, that would be it. He he could spot that one.
1: Bob had a gift for looking at people, and the Holy Spirit would speak to him about them, and he would just go for them. And
0: I have like the same ability to look at a situation and say, I haven't seen that person's spouse with them in a while, or they don't seem to interact together, or they sit next to each other at church and literally never look at each other. Or, or touch
1: each other. or tr- they're, they put the kids in between yes. them. There's, you can, you can there's spot. different signs <laughs> yes. that we see.
0: And this week, I just, in fact, reached out to a person that I only know through Instagram and just messaged her and said, hey, I was just wondering if everything was going okay. Um, I noticed that I haven't seen many pictures of your husband lately. And she said, well, actually, he had an affair with somebody from our church and has left the ministry. And so we are all about marriage restoration. We we are all about marriage. Like it is on the forefront of our minds all the time. All the time. But it can be very simple to have that be above Jesus and who he is and the gift he gave us through his life and what he's doing and his redemptive power through the hardships we face. And that's the fine line that when we go through hardships that we have to walk because it is not all about marriage. It's not all about marriage restoration. A happy marriage is not just the end all be all to your problems. And you have to keep focused on Jesus. That's why it's so important when you go through this, when you walk through separation and divorce, that's when God transformed you. Oh, totally. And you realized not that you had done 14 things wrong in your marriage, which you had, but that your relationship with Christ was not where it should be. Right, exactly. And realizing that is how we put Jesus at the forefront. You don't ever want people to just know you as the person who has marriage problems, the person that's waiting for that marriage restoration to come, the person that's in the middle of that hardship. But instead, you can let people know who Jesus is and how he has provided for you all along the way
1: god has an assignment for you then i mean he may may want you to do things uh, or be a prayer warrior for different people that you never have ever prayed for before
0: right and it might open your eyes to a sensitivity like we have now oh yes where you can see other people that are hurting
1: oh yes that he
0: might want you to minister to right now to yes. encourage to come alongside them and they come alongside you
1: Exactly. You know, we can go to church and look like on the outside we're doing great. It's when we go home and we had put all everything away after we get home from church. What is really mm-hmm. happening twenty-four hours a day with your family and children?
0: Well, can and you imagine what-, what would happen in all these marriages and homes around the world? If every person that was praying and standing for marriage restoration would become a marriage advocate, not just for your own marriage, obviously, you want your own marriage restored, but for other people, if we would be outward focused and praying for the marriages of our parents, of our friends, our family, people we don't even know, the random person you see at a restaurant like my dad would spot, if we would all commit that to be a prayer focus. The the world would change.
1: When I go and I start driving over to different places where I'm at a stoplight, I'll look at people that are sitting around me, and I will say, Lord, I don't know what they're facing today, but I may see a couple with two or three children in the car if it's on a weekend, and I will say, Lord, I don't even know if they know you, but I pray they get to know you, and I pray that their marriage will be built on your solid rock of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I think we have to, and I'm challenging you to start opening your eyes and your ears to what you see and hear around you, and then pray about it and Mm -hmm. pray for them. I think we can be used so mightily, and they don't have to be long prayers to the Mm -hmm. Lord. He knows what we're doing, and, and we're lifting them up as God reveals them to you. And you may remember them again, or you may never hear or think of them again. But you prayed for that family, and that's what we need to do. We can be used by the Lord so much while you've got your marriage in the process of praying for restoration, or your marriage is restored, and you just don't go on life and forget about the marriages that are hurting. Anybody in any place can say short prayers for people the Lord puts in your eye path, in your And you're wherever you are at work. And
0: you don't even have to know the person. You could just pray.
1: Positively. You you
0: challenge them constantly. And the Charlene Cares to be praying for other prodigals. You know, On the weekend, as people may end up in church, pray that somebody else's prodigal will end up in church. Amen. Pray that somebody else will um, minister to your spouse. And trust God that he has a plan, and he will work it out, and he will... Run the race. He's right there with you. He is like the golf cart driver chasing Kyle down. He, God, is right there with you as you're on this race and helping you. He has not left you, and you can continue to trust Him as you run this race um, towards Him because that's the finish line, is Jesus and in heaven.
1: Let me mention another um, subject, Lori, that while we're talking about um, spouses and families you may be struggling with loneliness, especially on weekends. I know that's what I had to deal with. And, um, and I want to remind you that that is the time the Lord can have you grow spiritually. You can start reading books where you couldn't even do it when your children or other people are around. And there's so many um, other hobbies you may want to start that you've never had time to do. So I'm saying look at what time you have and don't go into um, a day you do nothing.
0: Yeah, it's but, look for but the blessing in this period. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Look for what God wants you to do and have fun and enjoy things that you couldn't do if they were there. Right.
0: Deanne has shared on past podcasts that she enjoyed the time when her husband was not there not enjoyed the time without him, but she enjoyed the time it gave her to do more studying. Right, And that was something that when their marriage was restored was an adjustment she had to make because she didn't have as much time to study with her husband there. Correct. And so while you're on this race, you can take, the, take advantage of those moments that when your spouse comes home, you may not have as much time. But right now you have the time to be an encouragement to somebody to call up a friend and have lunch with them and to be an encouragement Positively. to them while you're going through needing the encouragement as well. Positively, yeah. uh,
1: don't just sit home and not uh, do something that you want to do or you've always wanted yeah. to do and and you will don't be,
0: isolate.
1: Don't isolate. And no. and you will be blessed for it and you will not uh, dread the weekends that your children right. are gone and that's what the lord doesn't want you to dread those. No. And and um have that we can be stolen from mm-hmm. you. And I I ask you to just seek the lord, you know, ask the lord to reveal what you should do or ideas. Yeah.
0: Think back of what you wanted to do. Yep, that's true. Well, I hope you've got your running shoes on because this is the race that you're on right now and We are here with you, and we are here to encourage you, and we are here cheering you on as you run this race, and most importantly, we're here praying for you as you're on this race and this journey, and we know that God can use this time to transform your life, and that is our prayer. We can't wait to see your marriage restored, but more importantly, we can't wait to see you and your spouse um, just become more like Christ through this process.
1: Remember that God gives you peace and he'll give you hope. Remember Job's perseverance and what he reaps with it. You can do it with the Lord right there beside you.
0: All right, go run your race.
1: If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.